Welcome in. It is Wednesday. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. A little avant to kick us off. Separated. Very appropriate for one of tonight's topics. We'll get into that in a little bit. Thank you for locking in to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. I am, of course, your host, Jill Monroe. And as the station says, we have a lot to talk about. So I hope you are hydrated, comfortable, and ready to get into some things. Of course, it's Wednesday, so that means that I am joined by my contributor tonight, Trent Jackson, Trent the Artist. We'll be talking to him. And, you know... Let me give you the rundown of what we're going to get into tonight. So, of course, everybody's talking about it. Everybody. Everybody is talking about Jada Pinkett Smith announcing that she and Will have actually been separated for the last seven years. And fans are feeling betrayed. They're feeling lied to. But I subscribe that they have been saying this all along, including those infamous Red Table Talks and some other interviews. And you guys just heard what you want. We're going to get into that. We're also going to talk about AI. Listen, Meta is paying some of your favorite celebrities big dollars to jump into their Meta AI project. We're going to get into what that is, what the purpose of it is. And is it something you could envision yourself being involved with? We're also going to talk about we are not done with the Drake talk. I know you thought we were. We aren't. Joe Budden has finally come out with his thoughts and some other things, some receipts about he and Drake and what Drake followed up his very public Instagram post, scathing even. Of Joe Budden after Joe said that the album wasn't a creative push for Drake. So we're going to talk about that. There's also been a Carly Russell update. We're going to talk about that. We are going to also get into T.I. and Tiny's son, King. He revealed some information. We mentioned that this earlier in the week, but didn't weren't able to get to it. But tonight we will. And... He revealed some information about what his living situation was while the family was filming the family business, the VH1 show. That was what about the family? So we'll talk about that. And so much more. It's Wednesday, like I mentioned. So that means to be reviews. We're going to do that. And also, (laughs) we're going to highlight a man that Approach two rappers with the intent on making them the end, the, I guess, the butt of a joke, the viral end of a potential prankster video. He got a lot more than he bargained for. So we're going to talk about that. But before we get into all of that, you know that there's a couple of conversation starters that I want to share. First and foremost, California has just created an ebony alert to find missing black children. Similar to an Amber Alert, but Ebony, just for black children. And there's been some pretty strong reactions to that. You know, ranging from, hey, this is a great way for our children to get overlooked because you're calling it out in this form and fashion. 
down to, hey, isn't Ebony one of the top uh, adult entertainment categories out there? This seems wrong and inappropriate. At any rate, advocates say the alert system is the first step in addressing the crisis of missing black children whose cases are less likely to be closed. So we know this is a fact, but what are your thoughts? Do you think that this is a good idea? Do you think that the name is appropriate? It fits? Let me know. You know, of course, if you want to weigh in on any of these topics tonight, you can call in 800-920-1580. We love that. Also, hit us up on social media, KBLA 1580, everywhere. I am at Stiletto Jill, everywhere. Hit me up, follow me. I like it when you guys share little things with me, send me DMs of things you find interesting. Appreciate that. And also, if you are interested in getting the video experience of this audio, check us out on YouTube. We are there, KBLA 1580. Trent is just, you know, he can't wait to get in on these topics tonight. He is off camera laughing, reacting. He has something to say. We're good to that in a little bit. Also, we have some news, sports fans, because, you know, I'm a sports fan, so I'm going to share this with you. After 25 years, Shaquille O'Neal is returning to Reebok, not as an endorser, but as the brand's new president of basketball. Allen Iverson has been named the brand's new vice president of basketball. So, you know, these were two iconic NBA players for Reebok in the 90s. Obviously, AI released the question. Shaq released his series of shoes. I think those first shoes were like black and white and had a swirl. Really crazy. So we'll see if they can revitalize the brand, get a touch of that nostalgia going and have something that fans will clamor to and want to rock. When we come forward, we're going to get into more of these trending topics and headlines. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Infusing a sense of fun and entertainment in every episode. You're listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So listen. Before we made the leap forward, we were talking about Shaq and AI back at Reebok as the president and vice president of basketball. As I said, our YouTube chat is always bustling. And Tony Yeo says, Reebok has been dead for a minute now. I'm sure Shaq doesn't resonate with the 18 to 49 demo. Well, you had that demo kind of broad, so I think he resonates with some of it. But I think the idea in bringing those two back are they were core athletes for the brand in the 90s. They moved the needle. They they stepped it up. They helped. You know, Reebok had the pump, but that popularity was waning because it was proved that the technology wasn't really there. There wasn't really anything happening. So, Shiny, <laughs> listen, why does Trent have on a pair of Reebok pumps tonight. Look at that. So I think that what they're trying to do is capitalize on the nostalgia and bring back some of your, you know, feels and looks of the 90s. There was a certain look to the sweatsuits and things of that nature. You know, they could be looking to capitalize on that. And then the fact is, regardless as to if they resonate, those are two Hall of Famers. 
Shaq has four ring. Is it three rings or four? No, four. Why am I tripping? How am I trying to oust the Miami ring? So, you know, shout out to Shaq. Kobe has five. Anyway, I love Shaq. Um, I think that if the product is there, it'll work. Because, you know, people weren't really rocking New Balances outside of runners a few years ago. And now everybody wants a fresh pair of New Balance. So I think it's just positioning how you put it in the market. Uh, Trent has a lot going on tonight. But shout out to Shaq and AI. I like that. So listen, there are some other conversation starters I wanted to get into that I didn't mention. We have a new City Girls album on the way. The album title has, you know, some people like, yo, I mean, it's to be expected, but I don't know. I think it's what it is. So they weren't sure which one of these for certain is the R because the title, the short version, the acronym is raw, but it stands for something. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. You trying to? You can't think of what it would be. No, because I don't. I don't think on that level. You don't think on City Girls level. No. Okay. Well, I fly myself out. I'm not trying to get flued out. You're not trying to get flued out. No. Mm-mm. Not even one time. No, I'm good. <laughs> that that comes with stipulations that I'm not trying to keep. Okay, perhaps. I like to roam, and okay. leave the hotel room. I'm not trying to be on lockdown. Why would you necessarily be on lockdown? That's probably different from individual to individual. Oh, somebody's flying you out. They want you up under them 24-7. Maybe. Depends. Mm -hmm. I ain't got time. Okay. All right. Well, the name of the album is Real A-H-O, with the proper version of that word. Oh. (laughs) H-O. Wow. Yeah. Or Rich A-H-O. Wow. W-H-O-R-E. That that's the album title. Mm. So look for that. It's coming out in a couple weeks. Classy, and that's what they're on. And so, mm. <laughs> these, these are the them. children of the future that they talked about. I believe that you. I mean, I'm sure they'll grow out of this phase. I don't think so. I mean, they'll fade out or grow out. I know that there is controversy surrounding Carisha. The BET Hip Hop Awards aired last night, and she for the second year. Oh, did in that happen last night? Is that what everybody's up in arms about? It was filmed last week it aired last night i'm so old and out of the loop who cares about that well who was there um jermaine dupree did oh, he's the 25th great. uh anniversary celebration of so so deaf oh, that okay. was really nice he had bone crusher who we were just talking what about, about the Cross? other day chris cross well you know one is deceased yeah did, did the other one show up uh no oh okay so, is something else going on there? No, I'm okay. just I'm just saying. He did so so deaf. He he did. I mean, the brat was there. So I mean, he could have called the there. other one. Ludacris, the franchise boys were there. Okay. Um, you know, he he reached in the bag. It was a nice tribute performance. Sexy Red performed. No jagged edge. Uh, Hip hop. Oh no remix. Uh, they did. Did they play the Let's Get Married remix? They may have. I think so, because I remember... Wait. No. But they played the Welcome to Atlanta remix. No Puffy, though. Mm. Sounds sounds boring. It wasn't. It was actually rather... That, I I didn't see the whole show. I just saw that performance. It was about 11 minutes, and it was really good. Oh, that was worth it. I'll go back and look at it later on tonight. It's online. It's around. So, Carisha won Best Hip Hop Podcast. And she was up against things like 
the Joe Budden podcast, The Breakfast Club, Million Dollars Worth of Game. Can't remember what else. Uh, maybe Drink Champs. Not sure if Drink Champs was nominated again this year. But last year it was, and she tied with them. This year she won it again. And Charlemagne the God on The Breakfast Club, he didn't say that The Breakfast Club should have won it. That wasn't his point. He said that he felt like was it De Leon sponsored the award because although Carisha has a great podcast and it's interesting and it's funny and it goes viral and she's good at what she does, her podcast isn't weekly or daily. It's almost seasonal. And so it's almost like specials, you know, like whatever she feels like. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so with these other podcasts, they are weekly or daily and they do a lot of good work with consistency. So, again, he didn't include the Breakfast Club in there. You could say that he's silently including them, but he did specifically call out a million dollars worth of game and the Joe Budden podcast as ones he thought, you know, might have been better suited for that. Well, follow the money trail. I love it. I mean, I can't say that I disagree. Um, Urban Spinster says, stay classy, San Diego. Hey, VIP. Um, she also says she watched the tribute. LL was good. He made sure he made the band start again on Rock the Bells. I love that. I'm going to have to go check out LL's performance. I think it's great that he actually He's did going perform on tour on or something, right? He was on tour. They did. Okay. This summer, Rock the Bells tour, like Moni Love was on there. Latifah jumped out for a few shows. Um, it was nice from what I understand. And I'm glad that he's doing that because I've talked here a bit about how I think that his place in hip hop history has kind of been forgotten. I don't think that a lot of the youth really know about LL. And I think that if they did, they might, you know, be interested in some of the things he did, what he set up as far as an artist. He was like the first rap sex symbol. And, um,. Yeah, you know, he made the jump to movies. They all are doing the cross thing or whatever. And, I mean, I don't know who owns his masters or what's up with that. But I always, I find it interesting, the songs that are sampled repeatedly, all hits, I'm not saying that, and the stuff that's overlooked that was still hits. Like, you know, it's a little copycat to the circle when there's a wealth of other things that came out as far as music in the 80s and 90s that, um, you know, musicians musicians producers rappers could take from and they don't they skip over it and they stay in the same couple of pools with each other so don't know about that what do you think no (laughs) i'm thinking about a lot right now okay um but you know i think most people young people don't know about ll and if they do they know him from tv right exactly the um show not the music yeah it would be nice to see okay So we've all, well, maybe not we've all, but we know that T.I. and Tiny once upon a time had a reality show on VH1 with their family called T.I. and Tiny Family Business, right? That featured all of their children and we thought, right, except for the children that T.I. had prior to his relationship with Tiny. We thought all the children lived under one roof, right? All of their kids. There was King, Major, And then later Harris, right? Well, King, who has been sort of the wild one of the bunch. Rogue. (laughs) He is rogue. In a recent interview, revealed that that living setup wasn't exactly what was happening. Andy, do we have that clip? Guy, what do you feel like they got on you that they shouldn't have on you? Because I feel like with them probably seeing you grow up, they just got like... You can't be you. Go. 
Yeah, man, it's a lot about that TV show, man, that got people confused. Because um, I live with my grandma. You know, we'll go to the house on like a weekend. They'll say, hey, we shooting today. We need y'all at the house. They'll come get me from my grandma's house. And right after we done, when the cameras go off, I'm right back to my grandma's house. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, I mean, we know that a lot of situations on reality TV are set up, you know, for the cameras, for a good storyline or whatever. But it never occurred to me that T.I. and Tiny Sons didn't live in the house with them. Right. I mean, you do understand, though, with their touring and a lot of things like that, that happens with a lot of children of celebrities sometimes that they inadvertently end up living with their grandparents because tour life is hard. You need someone to be there. But as Troll by Nature says in the YouTube chat, it seems to be exposure season for everyone. Do you think that him not living in their home helped or hurt this rogue side that we're seeing of him now? You know, excuse me. Um, I think sometimes home life is the issue, and it's the the problem that is that starts all the other problems. So maybe living with his grandmother, there's a reason behind that. So maybe him being there is is better, and maybe him just going to work and leaving work. It's like a job. Go to the office, film, leave, and go home. And it's probably better that way. Do you think it's explosive or do you think that they were misled? And I'm I think, bringing this up in an order. Do you think that it's misleading? I think all black families are explosive. Okay. And I think that what we see crafted is so we won't see the explosiveness that's there and present. Because, you know, everybody's got some drama with them, but we know black families are extra dramatic. And when you got money involved, oh, that makes it even ten, that makes it 10 times worse. See, I think all families are dramatic, just certain races, there might be different ways or different things that are highlighted. I think that, you know, we grew up in an era where you kept home business in the house. Now, there are a multitude of reasons why that was unhealthy, you know, and it did cause some things. But there are some things that are beneficial about it. And, you know... We're going to talk about that in relation to an, the story about Jada and Will. I, I just think that you're like, how? How does that relate? No, not, not at all. Okay. Uh-uh. I just think that, you know, with T.I. and Tiny, we heard some things later on that they copped to that were, you know, looked at one way. But in reality, it was a lifestyle choice that uh, several of these people were in on and making the choice. And that was going on at their home. So... To your point, the decision to of the child for whatever, however it got that way. You know, there's a bunch of different reasons it could have ended up that way. Whether it was, oh, I'm always here because you guys are gone or, oh, that's where I want to be. I don't care if you guys are here or not. You know, that's what it was. So they had the freedom in their house to maybe get more things popping. Forensic accountant says we're in the post crack era. Can we give black grandmothers a break? But it might be Tiny's mom. Ain't Tiny's mom a white? She is. It could be. It, it could be. Could be, it could I, be Tiny's I, mom. Here's the thing. I I do believe it probably was Tiny's mom. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. So in that case, forensic accountant. But I think just if you think about the meth, <coughs> excuse me, 
um, epidemic and things of that nature. I'm sure there were a lot of grandparents, grandmas or whatever, taking care of children of other races. That's why I said I don't think that the dynamic is exclusive to black families. I, maybe the way in which some parts of it come out, but I think that they're very much simpatico, two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and I also feel like when when grandparents step in, they also are aware of um, the things that happen in their own children's lives that make them the way that they are. So they have to kind of reparent or, you know, be a parent to the grandchildren. So that's part of it, too. Probably trying to correct a little. Correct some of the, the mistakes that they made. The, and, and, not guilt. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. the things that they wish that they could have done different the first time around. Um, I see that. I hear that a lot with, with, with people. I mean, I think, too, with grandparenting, it's easier because, as you said, you have the benefit of having lived through it mm -hmm. once. You also have a degree of separation in that so that it is not directly your responsibility, even if it's your responsibility. And like you said, second chance. So we shall see how that all plays out. Now, listen, we know everybody has been bustling about this news that Jada dropped this morning in the teaser for an interview for the Today Show as far as her status with she and Will. She announced that the that hasn't come on yet. It's just, that was just a teaser. I think the whole interview airs this week. Okay. Because the book comes out maybe Friday, maybe okay. next. The book we're in, or is it the seventeenth? I have to double check. It's on something where like it's that. Released. yeah, but it's soon. Um, and so, oh no, it's out. Oh, okay. It is out according to this. Hmm. Well, at any rate. We've heard her say that, you know, at 40, when she turned 40, she felt like she wanted to live life less and, you know, all of these different things. And now they've revealed that they've actually been separated for all of this time through all the red table talk, through all the blame she received for August Alsina. And she's cheating on Will and making Will look bad. And she's into publicly humiliating him and loving Tupac and all of these things. And then, you know, also with the Oscar slap. And now <laughs> it is revealed that she took those slings and arrows. They both did. But the actuality of the situation is that they were separated. And people are disappointed. They're hurt. They feel Why? that they were misled. Why? They feel like they were lied to. Why? They feel like they were dishonest. Why? Why do they feel that way? Yes, why? I mean, a different person probably has a different reason for feeling that way. They feel like they okay. are milking this and using it for opportunity. We have two minutes before break. Let's let's do this in two minutes and like let's move on from this. I don't want to talk about this no more. We knew... And I guess this is probably because we are in L.A. How many years have we been hearing about Will and Jada um, sleeping around and having an open marriage and all this jazz? We've been hearing it for at least a good a good chunk of two, 20 years, two yeah. decades. So here's the thing. When at first hearing of the rumor, accept it to be true. OK, so we've been hearing about these things for years. Why is everybody up in arms? It's just confirmed now. So no one should be surprised. No one should be upset and out of order. No one was duped. All you got to do is pay attention to the signs and read the room. Y'all just want to think what y'all want to think when the signs and they said it 18, 50, 11 times. Have a good night.
So thanks when for we coming come, to my TED talk. <laughs> so when we come forward, I'm going to play some evidence that backs up what Trent just said that you guys might not have just been paying attention. News and sports on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. How appropriate, I guess, for some who feel Miss Jada is heartless. You know, that is from Kanye's. Oh, to Amber Rose album is lost. Anyway, um, so like I said, I feel like some of you haven't really been paying attention or you just heard what you wanted to hear from Jada and Will. They shared with you guys that they were pretty much never getting divorced. They didn't say and they said they were happy with their status, but they didn't specifically call out, but were leading separate lives, even though they did, right? I know that seems complicated. They just didn't break it down in, uh, in the specific terms that Jada has now. So one, what did you think bad marriage for life meant when they were on that red table talk? It meant somebody's locked in. I feel like you guys didn't pay attention to Will's book where he said one, that he was controlling. Two, that he made Jada's life miserable at one point. These were his admissions. Three, it was discussed how he didn't want to let his first wife go and lose her in divorce because of what he saw with his parents' relationship. And she basically was like, why would you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you? Why would you want to keep me here? So he was making the first wife miserable. Why do you guys think Jada was lying? But that's what you think, right? And you feel all misled and all of these things. Um, I want to play a clip, clip for you, excuse me, from a Red Table Talk episode a couple years back where Jada basically said, listen, I'm too immature for a divorce. But leading two separate lives, I could do that. I could get with that. So again, I think that they've been sharing it with you. And you guys just haven't been paying attention. Let's check this out. For me personally, I'm not mature enough to have a divorce. I'm just not. <laughs> I don't think I would ever be mature enough. I don't. Because when, when you have to start going in, breaking up assets. No, I actually think it takes more maturity to, to stay together and redefine it. Redefine. But that's a maturity yeah. I do have. Yeah. yeah. You understand? Like, I know what I can do and I know what I can't. I actually have more maturity to figure it out within yeah. and work with what I got. Jada Pinkett Smith explaining why divorce is not an option for her and Will Smith on our Facebook Watch series, Red Table Talk. If we don't talk about it, we're not going to get to the other side. We're just going to, you know, things are just going to stay in the cracks and fester. Jada says her mom, Adrian, has actually questioned her marriage to Will. The couple no longer calls themselves husband and wife. Instead, they use the term life partners. She was like, well, why don't y'all just divorce? One of the ideas for me is that we've built such a beautiful community. Yeah. We've built such a beautiful family. Yeah. And our survival, we do well together. And then breaking that group and community up for me, it's just never an option. You know, I, I won't say that it's easy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the things that Will and I take a lot of pride in is being able to 
balance it by really understanding our family and one another as artists. We love doing what we love to do mm -hmm. and we flow so much light and power to one another to do it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that keeps us connected. Partnering is a lot more than romance. Yeah. It has a lot to do with survival, resources, yeah. and just having somebody or somebodies by you yeah. that can yeah, help you figure it out. Your back. Yeah. Jada and Adrian were joined at the table by Grammy winner Tony Braxton, who divorced Carrie Lewis in 2013. I hated being divorced. I hated yeah. everything about it. I hated having to surrender to the loss. That surrendering doesn't always mean defeat. It was a successful marriage. Right. The relationship lasted 12 years, and that's what it was supposed to be. That's right. It doesn't yeah. have to be infinity. Tony said she could relate to Jada's idea of keeping the community you build strong. She still celebrates holidays with her ex. He's an extension so of my listen, family, not just listen, because. Listen, listen. I think that what she outlined there is what they have currently. I think that that's pretty clear. They just didn't specifically push those terms out there for people. Um, Will alluded to cheating on Jada in his book. They talked about that in that infamous Red Table Talk, where she took all the slings and arrows and blames about the August Asina. Were you guys not paying attention where August said that Will gave him permission or his blessing to be involved with Jada? But... Everybody was just kind of looking at that from a sexual standpoint and not from whatever else was brewing. I think a marriage is between two people and what they decide they have to do to make it work. As she mentioned, there's a lot of assets. There's a lot of community. And just because you aren't romantically involved in each other, you know, maybe this. Well, obviously, to some degree, it works for them until the cracks started showing and the public started getting involved. And I think that has a lot to do with Will. I don't think Jada cared so much about keeping up the images and perception. But Will has made it very clear that image was very important to him. But everybody ignored that Will may have a matching tattoo with Margot Robbie, who he started in focus with. People forget that Will was like on a world tour vacation with a young YouTuber and it kind of seemed like they were dating even though it wasn't obvious to the naked eye that they were there together. They just happened to hit all of the landmarks in certain spots at the same time even though they posted at different times. So I feel like it's misogyny that keeps Jada taking the brunt and the reaction of all of this when Will is as much to blame and Will has said so about things as far as control, not wanting to lose the marriage and so forth, cheating, if, if it's considered that. And nobody has said anything. Is it really misogyny or is it more so her just always in the public talking about their relationship? Well, here's my thing. And I, and I subscribe to this. You mentioned that for 20 years, people have been talking about Jada and Will. They had an open relationship, what their status was, what was going on. Why is it wrong for her to talk about it for 18 months after the slap? She said nothing. Everybody else did. And everyone else got to monetize it. But she was talking about their relationship before that slap. I know, down. but I'm just I'm just using that hypothetically. You know, I mean, not hypothetically. I'm just using that as an example of the fact that they did the Red Table Talk. People have for years discussed them. So why is it when they come in to clear up the misconceptions or have a conversation or do to a degree what you and I do here? Because you say that you talk about your personal life on your show, don't you? 
So, all the time. So why is it different for her? And we also know why Will smacked Chris Rock now because he asked Will, Jada out on that date a little bit. There probably was still some animosity there. And he's like, oh, you being funny. But sorry, it didn't mean You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think we're all just kind of tired of hearing about them in general. But I think, again, because of my proximity to Los Angeles and celebrity and these stories that you just hear over the year, you kind of just come to your own conclusion about it. So I'm not really shocked or surprised, you know, either way. Well, um, Urban Spencer asked the question, why do you need to be married to keep community? I mean, it's it's several things. One, it's, it's they like their they like their routine. They like maybe being able to do, you know, dinner at eight with all of the kids or the kids coming over in the compound and letting the dog because allegedly they both live on, you know, their property in two separate houses that are both on the same property but you know it might just be easier for them i mean let's not act like we don't know people that are in the hood that are like we can't afford to get a divorce so we just gonna thug it out we living in the same house but i'm gonna do my thing over here and we're not really gonna talk about it i was it. gonna say that there was a comment earlier um in the chat that says something along the lines of um oh yes kendy part of the brand was a black love couple but it was all a sham how many couples do we know in our own families that are a sham? Like, you've been married for 40 years, but we know y'all ain't together. Y'all just there. Listen, and when we come forward... That song, Cheaper to Keeper, yeah. this, this is all this is? That's a great point. And it's a lot of couples that just, like, we don't want to go through the rigmarole of splitting assets. I don't believe that there's a prenup. So we could just live separate lives and understand that. Why do they have to be divorced? Like, if all of their people know, who is it hurting? That's what I want to know. And I'm sure their family knows. Like, people are acting like, oh, Will should be so embarrassed. You think Will doesn't know what was coming out in this book? Right. They had a video of them all getting it and being excited. Andy? So why didn't she just say that back in 2016 or 2015 when I they think were one, officially separated? I think, one, they were trying to figure it out if they wanted to move ahead altogether. You've never been in a relationship where you break up, you kind of get back together, maybe you're not sure. Also, let's be real, someone did mention black love was a part of their brand. And I have the question to ask, marriage is considered for better or for worse, right? So if this is the worst and they feel like right now I really can't be with you, I, I don't want to live day to day with you. We need to kind of live separate lives. Maybe they'll come back together in year 10 of this and find that they have resolved it and didn't break that bond. Isn't that what for better or for worse is? Why are we putting limitations on how we work through the worst as far as marriage vows? That's just what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, we know the business reasons for keeping that locked in. We know the financial reasons. I think those are the just, main two. They are. They could be. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the main two for anybody. And then, at the end of the day, they could circle back and they haven't broken, at least for them, you know, the their version of a covenant of marriage. And no matter what anybody says, marriage comes down to those two people and God or whoever they choose to speak through. When we come forward, we'll have more on this and other trending topics and headlines. You were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Trending topics and the hottest happenings. You're listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So listen, we're going to wrap up this Jada Will separation topic with this. 
People are saying that, oh my God, Will risked his career by going to slap Chris Rock. Oh my God, he ruined it. He worked so hard for an image and he broke it for her. No, he broke it for himself. That's an ego. That's what we saw on display. Jada said she thought that it was a skit. I don't know if I believe that, but I kind of thought it was a skit when I saw it in the moment. So maybe she did too. However, I want to point out that this wasn't, and perhaps you don't remember, the first time that Will stepped to a man that he felt like not just in defense of Jada, but remember we now have the knowledge that Chris was trying to date Jada at a recent point because it was about 2015, 2016 when divorce rumors came out about them. And to be fair, here's something where I think that they were wrong. They did, well... It's a technicality. They shut them down. They were basically like, divorce who? Divorce where? We got this. And really, it was more like, uh, separation, we do got this. No divorce ever. Bad marriage for life. Uh, but Tommy Davidson shared a story about Will threatening him on the set of Woo because he felt like he was doing too much in a scene with Jada. So, um, Will had a run-in. Yeah, but, when you, yeah, Carl, you try, yeah, yeah. You try to put his wife in a little block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't find out that for 15 years because he never told me that. See, he came, into the, he came into the trailer and I was sitting down, right? He's standing over me like this. And he's like, I don't appreciate that, man. I don't appreciate that. And I'm like, well, what you talking about? I always know to play it off. Right. You know what I mean? Right, and I'm going, what's going on, man? Tell me what's happening, man. And since he was standing yeah. and I was sitting, I was a real nice fella. Ah! That, I mean, that, that's, that's about physics, right? Right, right, right. So I'm like, you know, oh, man, what's going on, man? I mean, hey, man. He's like, I don't appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? And Jada's going, Will, Will, I'm saying, but um, I mean, what, what's happening, man? No, yeah. you tell me what's happening. Hmm? Hmm? You know when a dude does yeah. this. But he's about to bottom lip. Mm-hmm. He's about to do something bad. He might do something, something right? Some, so I'm like, you know, I did the I did the whole. You remember the snake? Yeah. yeah. I did the snake. Well, well, what you know, and got up. Right. And then I was like, you know, so what are you talking about, man? And I was still in that posture. So you didn't really know what he was actually talking I about. I didn't, did. but I know what he was doing. Right. So I was like, come on, man. I mean, what's up? Just tell me what's up. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what's up. You know what's up. So finally, I just said, this is a small place, and people are here. You want? We should talk about it. Right. Me and you. Outside, because it looked like you could need to get something off your chest, right? And then Jada was like, oh, no, 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 y'all, no, y'all. And I was like, what do you mean, no, y'all? Tell him. Tell him. And that was the end of that. Right. So, listen, Will has obviously had this behavior before. But guess what? At that point in time, y'all weren't invited into the group chat. So you made other assumptions because you weren't invited into the group chat. Now everybody's mad because they got invited into the group chat and they got some clarity. And now everybody wants them to be quiet and go back in their hole and go be Red Table Talk in Calabasas or wherever they live and don't share. But I feel like y'all are being disingenuous because you talk about it, you're in here looking at it and... 20 years people speculated and now they're filling in the blanks. Andy? Um, I might be sleeping under a rock or have slept under a rock. You know, every time you hear about Will and Jada and they have issues, um, 
in a lot of ways, or at least it seems as if like Will Smith is fighting for the relationship in a positive manner. Wow. I don't really get that from Jada. You know, she seems done. You, you she said she seemed done a long, long time ago. And, you know, you, you hear more about her reverence for Pac than you hear about her love for 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 Will Smith. I, I feel like the thing with Pac is we talk about it, but I feel like in some ways it's overstated only because only because no. I'm about to tell you why only because. When Jada didn't say much or just kind of left it, she was always asked, always asked in interviews, always brought up. Think about it. That footage that everybody's complaining about, about her and Pac in the school dancing to parents just don't understand. That was shown on Keenan Ivory Wayans talk show. That was in 97. So it comes up every so often. I think People sometimes get in their own little bubbles about things, and that's cool, obviously, understandably so. But I feel like they are just choosing, or she, to capitalize on something people wanted to know and were speculating about and discussing without her in there. So she cleared the air, and then people are still mad. And she was trying to, I believe, in theory, use their experience, their hurt, their growth with their children or all of these other things to share and get other people to go, you know, know that everybody goes through some things. These are some things that worked for us. These are some things that didn't work that we tried and have a conversation. And I feel like people place them on a pedestal. They were a vision of black love. They look beautiful. They're movie stars. Oh, my God. And they're just they, we, whomever are disappointed that they didn't live up to the image that we put together for them. I'm with you on that. And I'm going to just go ahead and say they're, they both are just messy. Yeah. Will and Jada both are messy with this whole situation. That Libra she's, man. No, she's, I'm just... she's capitalizing off, uh, off of this book. That's the reason why she decided to go ahead and speak out. Just like she capitalized off of the red table situation, bringing Will Smith in August. A lot of this stuff could have been kept private. It could have been. Point blank. But I think, too, people were talking about it behind the scenes, on the blogs, on message boards, on social media. So they could have ignored it, ignored it, ignored it. Because of our reverence for them. Maybe we'll see. In hour two, we're going to get into this meta AI topic. We're also going to talk a little Burner Boy and his experience growing up with colorism. We're going to get into what happened when a white guy tried to prank two rappers down in Houston and it didn't go well. All of that and more, you're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.